Welcome to Creative Biolab Science Channel. As an experienced expert and reliable partner, Creative Biolabs is proficient in lipid-based drug delivery and functional liposome development. With versatile methods, diverse products, superior quality, and fast turnaround, we are confident to provide optimum solutions tailored to boost your R&D projects. Dear friends in the audience, you are welcome to listen to our program on time every Saturday night. As our sharing guest, Dr. Smith came to our program today as promised. There is a lot of interesting knowledge waiting for us to explore. I believe everyone is looking forward to his arrival. Let's welcome Dr. Smith with warm applause. Would you say hello to our audience, Dr. Smith? Good evening, everyone. Good evening, Beth. It is quite nice to see you again. Thank you for your invitation. I'm very excited to be here. In previous episodes of the show, we have discussed gene expression of DNA lipid complexes in vitro and in vivo. After briefly mentioning the first attempts to transfect bacterial, animal, and plant cells with DNA encapsulated in conventional liposomes, we focus on the use of cationic genosomes for transfection in vitro and in vivo. Efficient transfection was observed in cell culture studies and animals, while preliminary studies in humans provided very cautiously optimistic results. Despite some encouraging data, a more systematic approach is needed that better characterizes the preparation and analysis of results. Furthermore, in order to produce effective therapeutic products, transfection and expression efficiency as well as expression duration must be significantly improved. Over the next few weeks, we will try to explore and explain the mechanism of transfection and draw some conclusions about the structure-activity relationship and correlation between in vitro and in vivo experiments. What is the biggest difficulty facing the current DNA liposome complex transfection strategy? That must be the transfection efficiency. DNA liposome complexes have been shown to be effective in transfecting various cells in vitro. It is estimated that in the case of calcium precipitation transfection, approximately one in every million plasmids reaches the nucleus and initiates protein synthesis. In the case of liposome-assisted transfection, this ratio may be one in 10,000 or less. Since lipid-delivered DNA is generally not incorporated into chromosomes, in the absence of special self-replicating sequences, the longevity of gene expression is at best a function of specific cellular half-life. Despite the significant improvement, such efficiencies are still incomparable to viruses, which can achieve almost 100% transfection efficiency. What are the possible ways to improve, based on the existing research results? A possible improvement could be to incorporate more information, such as nuclear targeting and membrane fusion, from viruses into plasmids or to add non-immunogenic, lipid or polymer-based fusion functions on complexes. The delivery of the ultimate goal into the body includes many other obstacles, but the choice of complex targeting and the use of tissue-specific promoters for gene expression can further improve DNA transfer to target cells and subsequent protein synthesis. However, in vivo transfection is much more difficult to achieve, especially via the systemic route, let alone the preferred oral route. So, what is the reason for our attention to structure-activity relationships? Currently, this is a very active area of research, with hundreds of companies and academic groups involved. 
Unlike most of the tried and true work of the past decade, the key to an efficient delivery system will involve understanding the transfection process and the consequent optimization of gene delivery to appropriate cells in the body. Therefore, the qualitative structure-activity relationship should be established and quantitative structure-activity relationship knowledge should be made clear. I will speculate on various models and mechanisms based on published information later. We all know that cationic lipids have many beneficial effects in the field of nucleic acid transfection. Why do these advantages exist? Currently, researchers believe that the beneficial effects of cationic lipids may be due to a variety of reasons. These include quantitative encapsulation and protection of DNA from degradation or condensation, increased binding to cells and cellular uptake, aid in endosome destruction and membrane instability, and ultimately targeted release of DNA to the nucleus. Furthermore, the general use of dope as a neutral lipid component is well known. This is attributed to the fact that the lamellar hexagonal phase transition can release contents from endocytic complexes trapped in endosomes before lysosome dissolution. All currently proposed models seem to describe the free diffusion of DNA in the cytoplasm. In reality, however, complex intracellular traffic may be involved, depending on what. No doubt it depends on the nature of the cell. While several of these possibilities appear plausible, systematic analysis is still lacking. Without going into the details, we can draw a conclusion. Overall, the development of an efficient in vivo transfection system is more demanding than in vitro due to the effects of genomic biostability, interactions with blood and its components, as well as the pharmacokinetics and pharmacokinetics of complexes and DNA after administration. Biodistribution Since we are going to delve into the structure-activity relationship of the genosome, we must first understand what it means. Could you please explain it? Generally speaking, structure-activity relationship refers to the relationship between the chemical structure of a drug or other physiologically active substance and its physiological activity. The earliest structure-activity relationship studies qualitatively speculate on the relationship between the structure and activity of physiologically active substances in an intuitive way, and then infer the structure of the active site of the target enzyme and design new active substance structures. With the development of information technology, quantitative structure-activity relationship with the computer as an auxiliary tool has become the main direction of structure-activity relationship research. The quantitative structure-activity relationship has also become one of the important methods for rational drug design. How do you understand the structure-activity relationship of drugs? Why the drug has activity and what kind of relationship exists between the chemical structure and the activity of the drug are important questions that people have been exploring. To simplify the thought process, I will define two different structure transfection activity relationships. They are the molecular structure activity relationship and the colloidal structure activity relationship, respectively. The first category includes cationic lipids, counterionic and neutral lipids, and the second category involves the physicochemical properties and transfection activity of the genosome. Currently, researchers don't have a complete understanding of the first type of relationship. Many research groups are trying to synthesize more efficient and less toxic cationic lipids. So, is the structure-activity relationship of colloids relatively unimportant? Not really. Recognizing the importance of cationic lipids, I still believe that colloidal properties may play a more important role in the activity. 
because recent studies have shown that some cationic lipids that are not active in vivo, if properly formulated, can achieve extremely high transfection efficiencies in animal models. However, on the other hand, we also have to admit that some lipids do not work at all in animal models because they are formulated in exactly the same way as active lipids. Almost all structure activity relationship studies have been performed in vitro transfection models, and their generality has only been assessed in different cell types. That is all. So much for our content today. Thanks to Dr. Smith for his wonderful science popularization. Thank you for listening. There will be more interesting knowledge waiting for us in the next program. See you next time. Thank you. I hope we will see you next time.